Welcome to New Thought 2020 and Beyond. I'm Robert Brzezinski, your host, and I invite you to join my guests and I as we explore the social and political issues of our day from a higher consciousness. Together, we'll explore the events, discussions, and opportunities that are shaping our world and future. Together, we'll do the work of creating a world that works better for everyone. Join us, New Thought 2020 and beyond. And yes, hello, welcome again, everyone, to New Thought 2020 and beyond. I am Reverend Robert Brzezinski. I'm so grateful to be with you today, mostly because I have one of the most amazing people, I believe, on the planet as a guest today. It's the Reverend David, Dr. Goldberg. I'm going to tell you a whole bunch about him later on today. Um, We're going to get to uh, meet him and we'll share with you ways to connect with him. But we've got a rich, rich discussion in store for you and we're going to talk about gun responsibility we're going to talk about presidential politics Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of things so uh, get ready grab a cup of something sit back and as long as you're not driving or operating heavy machinery i'm going to invite you to kick back and close your eyes and join in a moment of centering every week as we start this episode we Start in prayer. Start with an opportunity to center ourselves. And so I invite you to close your eyes and if it's comfortable and safe and breathe into the moment. Breathe into this moment. And as I breathe into this moment, I let go of the hustle and the bustle of my day. I let go of everything that came before this moment. And I come this moment to recognize the one that one power, presence, and intelligence that is moving and breathing and having its being as all of life. Yes, all life. Every heartbeat, every furry little creature, every plant, everyone, every human, everyone across this entire planet and beyond, part of this one thing that I call God, this one power, presence, and intelligence. And so I know the one moves and breathes and has its being today as this conversation, as all life, as the experiences and the expressions of each one throughout this day. And yet, especially here, in this place of radical inclusivity, in this place of nonviolent communication, in this space of coming to know the greatness, the wonder, the magnificence of the one. I'm in a place of absolute gratitude for this conversation, for what's about to reveal itself. Because what I know is I know this conversation and uh, I know everything that's being shared here today is a divine revelation of the one. I'm so grateful to be hearing it, to be a, a witness to it, to listen in on this grand conversation. I'm grateful to know that no matter what, There is a magnificence revealing itself here this day. I call that God, the one. 
mm, and so I am filled with that sense of gratitude knowing there is this revelation happening that I can get out of the way and let go because at the very center of it all, God's got it. I release the word and I let it be. And I affirm that truth by just simply saying, and so it is. Mm-hmm. Mm, and so it is. How, how good it is today, folks. I want to, again, tell you, uh, I'm incredibly excited because I have with me today the Reverend David Dr. Goldberg. Uh, he is an amazing man. You're going to hear more and more about all the work that he's doing in the world. Uh, we've got an extensive exploration that we're going to look at a little bit later uh, around his work. However, before we get to all that, what I really want to jump into with you here, Dr. David, is uh, let's get right into the deep end and talk about politics. Happy to do it, Robert. Thanks for having me. Well, and I guess really what I should do is is really introduce Dr. David to everyone and share a little bit of his bio. Uh, David and I got started to get, got to meet each other a long time ago in ministerial school now. And currently he's a great friend. uh, And I call, and I look to you for great inspiration as well. David will share that, but uh, he's currently the publisher and editor of the guide for spiritual living science of mind magazine, which has a monthly readership uh, in its print and digital forms of over 80,000 people monthly. And he considers that to be his congregation. I would agree with that. It's a great congregation. Uh, Prior to joining the centers for spiritual living, uh, David had his own communication consultancy and worked with a diverse clients in telecommunications, healthcare, construction trades, information systems, mining, nonprofit, uh, a little bit of everything. And if I read you his entire background and, and all that is here in his bio, we'd be here for 20, 25 minutes because... Uh, I know I, uh, you've worked with up with people. I've seen you working with uh, now with the Association for Global New Thought. That's it's a big part of our conversation later. So, David, is there anything I'm missing here that uh, that I missed in all this? No, it, it's a joy to be with you, Robert, and and thank you for sharing that. And right here and right now, it's uh, an amazing time to be on the planet. So I I look forward to our conversation today. Mm, Thank you. Yes, and I agree. It is an amazing time to be on the planet. There is so much going on. Uh, David and I get a chance to sit together at church on Sundays sometimes, and we're both early birds. We kind of like to make sure we get our seats. Uh, Don't be sitting in my seat at church. Exactly. Ministers in their seats and their chairs, you know, there, there's a myth about that. But, uh, but we often get into these wonderful conversations about what is real and what's really happening in the world today. And obviously, one of the reasons I, want, I wanted to have you on is presidential politics. 2020 election cycle is gearing up. There is another, uh, another gentleman, I forget his name already, that entered the race yesterday, another Democrat mm-hmm. that entered from California yesterday. Yeah. You know that I've been an early proponent of Marianne Williamson, and, uh, and I've also seen you now posting some, uh, uh, sharing some of uh, Mayor Pete. We're going to go with Mayor mm-hmm. Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Mayor Pete is in the race and gaining a lot of attention already. Uh, I'd love to just kind of open it up and hear a little bit of your perspective. We've got, I I think, the most diverse field of potential candidates for the Democratic nomination that I've seen in my lifetime, uh, from an openly gay candidate 
to an openly spiritual candidate to a black, brown, Latino. Uh, it seems like we've got everything here. How do we start to make a spiritual choice as to where we put our support and our dollars and our work in these early stages of this? Mm. Well, I, I would certainly agree with you, Robert. I think, you know, we're somewhere around 20 announced candidates, and I know that there are a handful more still to come. Um, and we contrast that with the five candidates that we had in the Democratic primary uh, in 2016, and the Republicans were the ones who had a full debate stage. So it is fascinating, and I, I would hasten to add that it looks as though the president is going to have a primary challenger as well. So it, it, it looks like, uh, it feels like we're inviting more people into the process. And a direct answer to your question is, you know, where do we start? How do we engage? And I think that would be the same for me as it is with other work on my spiritual path, is starting with what I know and continuing to engage and giving other people an opportunity and learning to pronounce names that I don't know how to pronounce and <laughs> learning to uh, learning where people are from and what is their background and, and what is their motivation. Um, an interesting part of the conversation for me is why are these candidates in the conversation? Uh, you know, I honor that they are announced or they're going to announce and that they're seeking the highest office in the land and my sense is there are different motivations. Some people want to change the conversation. Some people want to focus on a particular issue. Uh, the, the governor of Washington, who's running as the climate change candidate. Right. From, from his perspective, if we don't deal with that, we won't have to deal with anything else that we're talking about. Um, that's a different perspective for me, and that's important. So... You know, and I give myself a break. I don't know all 20 of these people, um, nor will I have a chance to get to know them before people start dropping out of the race. Right. So, you know, it's like everything else. I, I, I choose to be engaged. Um, I know that we're headed in the right direction, regardless of what it might look like to my human eyes. And, uh, yeah, I, I choose to be engaged. I choose to be educated. I choose to see who resonates with me and um, how I want to move that forward. Okay. Gotcha. Good. So it sounds like you're uh, still in a, a place of a lot of listening. Yes. Uh, which I also find my place in. And I agree. I see uh, some candidates. Uh, again, I, I love, I've delved deeply into Marianne's platform because she's put it out there. Mm -hmm. Her website is not a quick read. It takes time and effort to really dig into her multifaceted approach. Mm -hmm. And we have candidates that, as you said, are, are very singularly uh, focused. Mm -hmm. I also have some that it also appears there's a few that are predominantly career politicians that are following the next path up the ladder. Yes. Uh, without this. Well, and we have some, some business people who are looking at throwing their hats in the ring. And um, exactly. Yeah, a, a fascinating conversation to be had. So, does a spiritual candidate, does a, does a more singularly focused candidate have a, 
in your opinion, a, a better reach, a better opportunity here? Uh, is it a wide is it a wide platform, or do we want to focus on, or is it more beneficial to focus on more singular issues? You know, I don't have the answer to that, Robert. I don't know. I think Marianne certainly has a place in the race. Um, I, I honor what she is adding to the conversation. Uh, when I had a chance to sit with her, gosh, a couple years ago, um, when she was in town for another event, it was, it was actually prior to our last election. Mm-hmm. And I asked her her thoughts on the two um, primary candidates at that point. And I asked her her philosophy. She had put forth the conversation of um, that we should be creating a Department of Peace. And I asked her, you know, what she thought and how that was going to resonate. And she humbly suggested that she didn't think it would be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I have not um, been into her platform as deeply as you have. I don't know if she's proposing that this time around. I, I have seen information that she's proposing a Department of Youth and Children, Yes. which I think is a, uh, a fascinating uh, addition to the conversation. So I think everybody who wants a place should have a place at the table to engage in the conversation. Uh, I think faith and spirituality is going to be a part of that. Um, and I don't know exactly what that looks like. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do think, you know, I, I love what Marianne is bringing to the table in that regard. Gotcha. Right. And in the shorthand version, you know, of all the candidates and who they are and where they're from, um, it's fascinating to me that the shorthand for Marianne has become spiritual guru. So, yes, there are, there are worse things to be called. <laughs> there, there are exactly, uh, and. Um, You're striking on a theme that I think has been important for me in these early stages. I've had so many people just like tell me, well, she doesn't have a chance. He doesn't have a chance. Uh, Jay Inslee, one, one topic candidate doesn't have a chance. And what I've been myself have been working really towards is supporting. Hey, and I hear you saying this too. There needs to be a platform to stand upon at the end of this and each of these candidates is bringing a different plank is bringing something to the party that can be, um, that can add to the conversation that can move the conversation forward. Uh, Marianne's talk about reparations has, uh, become an immediate national topic. Yes. And almost, and she barely said the word before almost every other candidate began to start to develop their own position and, and agree or disagree. It's already happening. And, uh, I, I trust that, uh, I hear you're doing it and I trust that our listeners and the people out there in the world listening to this are going to be inspired to stay engaged. Yes. Keep listening. I think that's exactly right. And that's the invitation. I was having a similar conversation with a longtime friend and we were uh, talking about some of the different candidates and, you know, the comment was made that, well, you know, he can't win or she can't win. And I just had to be with that a moment because honestly, um, you know, not in the not too distant past, that would have been a primary concern of mine. I want to put my time, my energy, my effort and my money behind a candidate that I think has a shot 
at, at uh, you know, at winning, winning the election. And when I heard those words that he can't win, I thought, you know, maybe it's rose-colored glasses. And where I went was, and he's at least a part of the conversation. Right. So, you know, exactly to your point, if that, you know, uh, I'm not calling anything in, and if that is all Marianne brings to the conversation, bless her for shifting us in that direction. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I see Pete, I see Mayor Pete doing the same thing. He, <clears throat> excuse me, he, uh, Mayor Pete released a statement earlier this week where he, uh, he appears to be taking on Mike Pence head on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but he, what he really said to Mike Pence, and I thought it, I thought it was a very well-positioned and crafted statement in that he, what he said to Mike Pence was, if you are, do have a problem with me being a gay man, then your problem isn't really with me, but your problem is with God. Yes. Well, and, you know, to be clear, I think Boot Edge Edge, Mayor Pete Mayor and Pete. Uh, Governor Mike at the time, obviously they're from the same state. They had some, some history, some background. And, right. um, yeah, and it's interesting and it's helpful to know those things. So, huh. uh, and again, we get to make our own decisions about how we feel and, and where we come down on that. Yeah. Exactly. Great. Well, that's about the, uh, I don't want to get, yeah, we could, you know, sit here all day and go over and over and over these things. Uh, but again, I hear a theme coming through and folks, please, while you're out there, be engaged, listen to what each, each of the different candidates is saying. Um, I was one of those ones just a handful of years ago on the other side said, Oh, he can't be elected. He, you know, that's an outlier. There's no way he could get in office. And there he is. He is in office. So um, I love anytime I hear he can't or she can't will never. Um, those are great red flags to say, wait a minute, this is a both and conversation. We're all here to influence that conversation and, yes. move, and move it forward. So stay engaged, listen, and then speak the truth. Support the candidates that are most aligned with where you feel you are at this point. I'm actually giving a buck to everybody because I think everybody needs to be on the debate stage. So I'm giving a dollar to everybody and everybody gets on, that I can find. And if they can get enough to be on the debate stage, great. Uh, and then we can start figuring out from there. Well, then I love that. And just one more piece while we're on the election cycle. Sure. Um, part of my intention this time around is to share what I am for and who I am for and not what I'm against. Yes. Because what we know as part of this teaching and, and as thought of spiritual as part of spirituality in general is positive energy vibrates at a higher energy level, at a higher frequency than negative or lower energy. So I am trying to share what I am for and who I support and not um, get into the negative muck and mire about who I don't like or why I don't like it. Uh, That being said, it is an opportunity for me to get more clear, Mm -hmm. um, and it's an interesting dance. So I just feel like as long as I'm engaged, uh, that continues to feed me. 
Yeah, beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a break here and hear from one of our sponsors. Let uh, Dr. David take a quick break as well. And we'll be back in just a few minutes with more of New Thought 2020 and beyond as we explore the social and political issues of our day from a higher consciousness. We'll be right back with you. This program is made possible by a generous grant from Spirit Evolving Ministries. Learn more about Spirit Evolving at spiritevolving.com. Well, all right, folks, we're back. New Thought 2020 and beyond, continuing the discussion with my dear friend, Reverend David Dr. Goldberg. Uh, it's a great opportunity to sit down and be with you again, David. And you know, a couple years back now, I think it's been, uh, maybe longer, uh, you took a more active leadership position within the Association for Global New Thought. I've talked about this on the program a little bit before, but for those that aren't totally familiar, the Association for Global New Thought was founded by uh, Michael Beckwith and Roger Teal many, many years ago. The intention to bring the various new thought philosophies and beliefs and organizations together under an umbrella that could go out into the world and take the, this philosophy and put it in the streets and, and take action with it. For many years, they're responsible for the Gandhi King season for nonviolence, which had a, an amazing experience and run in the world. And for, and uh, a couple of years ago, uh, again, David, you got into the leadership, uh, as did a number of other people. And what I now know is you all began working behind the scenes to create a brand new expression of new thought in the world, the social uplift ministries, uh, we're here to talk about that today. There's, uh, there's a number of facets, and you're going to explain those. The one that uh, I'm most interested in the moment is the one around gun responsibility and gun violence and such. You're going to explain that for us, too. So uh, I'm going to give the microphone to Dr. David, let him go for a little bit, and share with us a whole bunch about the Association for Global New Thought and their new social uplift ministry. So I'm really excited to share this with the audience, David, please. Well, thank you. And yeah, great introduction, Robert. Um, and, and as you mentioned, kudos to Dr. Roger Teal and Dr. Michael Beckwith, along with a number of other colleagues who came together and said, what is our work in the world? What do we as those who represent new thought and or progressive spirituality, how can we come together? Because honestly, you know, there, there aren't enough of us for all, all of us to be continue to operate in our individual silos. So they came together and they set some lofty goals. They wanted to speak before the United Nations. They wanted to connect with His Holiness the Dalai Lama in person. Um, they wanted to have New Thought recognized as a denomination by the Parliament of the World's Religions. And again, as you suggested, here we are uh, 20 years later and every one of those goals has been met or exceeded. They have hosted three dialogues with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Uh, there has been a, a person speaking before the General Assembly of the United Nations. Um, New Thought was recognized as a denomination by the Parliament at the Melbourne Parliament several years ago. So as part of 
who we are in the world and what is ours to do, uh, yes, I was humbled and honored to be invited to join the Leadership Council two years ago as AGNT was just going through that process. Are there enough organizations doing what we do in the world? What is our unique uh, what is our unique niche? What is our unique proposition? Uh, do we need to close down? Do we need to expand? So I, I honor the leadership for taking a hard look at that and being willing to say our work is complete. And it seems as though they came up with a, a different answer. And uh, so that's when, as you mentioned, I and several other people were invited to join the leadership council. It has been uh, extraordinarily humbling and rewarding to have a seat at that table, to be a part of these conversations about what AGNT looks like going forward. And I, I won't take you through all of the administrivia and all of the detail. Uh, suffice to say, we had some uh, very broad-based conversations with uh, like-minded as well as not so like-minded organizations, denominations, religions, as what is ours to do and we have developed the Social Uplift Ministry, which is actually a curriculum of nine different topics or areas of conversation. And these are completely free to AGNT members, whether individuals or communities. For an individual, an annual membership is 50 bucks a year. For a community, uh, an annual membership is $250. And that includes five point people or five points of access. So you can get online, you can download all of this. It's a conversation guide, it's a curriculum, it's a video introduction to each different topic. We talk about things as varied as climate change, gender identity, um, homelessness, and as you suggested, um, gun responsibility. And, and that has been, you know, that's one of the four modules that's been available this year. And I know of several communities that are already engaging in that work, as you suggested, because it's a conversation that needs to be had. We want to do it in an open and respectful way. And um, the initial feedback has been people are grateful for a bit of a roadmap to help, help them down this path. Mm, gotcha. Yes. And I, I will attest I am a member and my, I paid my membership dues for the year and I've had a chance to look at this curriculum, people, folks. It, it, it is really in-depth. It's really amazing. Uh, and everything, every piece it, you can tell is built from a, a, a deep consideration for not one perspective, but a, a, what all perspective. Uh, I've had a chance to watch, uh, be with David, Dr. David, as he presented one of these modules in a community and, and we had some laughs and discussions around some of the images that are really spot on and some of the images that still need a little tweaking in the, yes. in the curriculum. And that's a great thing because this isn't set in stone. The, the whole, what I'm gaining from this curriculum is it's a, it's all about the discussion and bringing people into a, a, a place where they can feel safe in, in discussing all aspects, all views, all at every side of the, because none of the issues we're dealing with that you guys are working with here, none of them are just a cut and dry black and white, right or wrong. Yes. 
can you tell well, us a little bit about the discussion aspect of it? How yeah, that- absolutely. Well, to your point, that in, in my um, humble estimation, what, the value of what we're doing is bringing people together in the conversation. It's not about bringing together opposing sides or different, you know, different political persuasions. It is about focusing on the process. So, you know, with regard to gun responsibility, uh, after the mass shooting in New Zealand, uh, that country was literally able to change gun laws in less than one week. Now, I recognize that there's layer after layer after layer of, of differences and why that is more of a challenge in our country. And it's an opportunity for people to be engaged in the conversation. Let's focus on the process. Now, I'm doing a memorial tomorrow for a beautiful 32-year-old woman, um, prime of her life, had a brain aneurysm and is off into the next dimension. And she loved people. She loved her family. She loved her dog. She connected with her job. And she happened to be a gun owner. And she went to the range with her father. And he said, I'm really clear that part of my responsibility as a parent is to help my child understand um, the whole context of what it means to be a gun owner. So, you know, my part of the conversation is, I'm not interested in taking anybody's guns. I am interested in some, uh, some structure, some, some format, some context that we can all engage in that most of us can support to add to the safety for all. And I'm not tied to what that looks like. I, I, I don't know the issue in depth, to be honest with you. Um, my work as a convener is to facilitate the conversation and I'm not tied to a particular outcome. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Not tied to a particular outcome. And, and there's something really, really important in there. Uh, the fa the father's, the parent's responsibility to teach children gun responsibility. And I'm not a gun owner. I never have. Um, I, I was introduced to guns very, in a very minor way, um, more as a toy than anything in my younger years. And now as a kid, we had cap guns and, and all those things that go with it today. Uh, my son has an arsenal of Nerf guns. I gotta make sure I, gotta make sure I don't ever leave much room in there. I don't want to sound like any he's probably got 30 or 40 Nerf guns and his buddy and thousands of rounds of Nerf rounds and his buddies get together. And now that's not boys will be boys. And my son is a very sensitive young man. And as much as we, my wife and I tried to keep guns out of the house, to keep guns out of his life, there's no question it's there and they're part of it. He plays yeah. Fortnite. He get you know, he plays Fortnite, and we talk about oh yeah, I killed this guy, and well, I have to sit down and have real conversations, and I see this as part of that as well. We an opportunity to educate not only our children, but to educate ourselves. Yes, 
Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm very much on the same page. And I think in general, Robert, what this sum curriculum is looking at is the, the broader context of the conversation. Yeah. You know, I know you, I know your heart, I know it is never your intention to make somebody wrong. We can have a difference of opinion and still love and honor and respect people. And I think that is what is missing from our, from our national politics and from a whole lot of our spiritual politics. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we, uh... Again, that's just one person's opinion. And my goal in having these conversations is to say, let's talk about it. And as a parent, you know, you know, there's a, there's a whole list of things that you would probably prefer not to have to talk to your kids about. <laughs> we know that that's exactly where we need to go. Yeah. It's, I'm reminded, uh, and I see this on Facebook all the time, right? Well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. And, to me, that's BS. That's, that's spiritual bypass at its finest. Well, and, and that's eliminating the conversation. Right. That means I'm not going to talk to you anymore, and I absolutely know at the core of my being that you don't want to hear from me. Right. Well, those are two huge assumptions on my part. Right. And to be clear, I have absolutely used that line. <laughs> that, that's, that's part of my growth experience. Oh, I have too. Uh, yep, I have as well. And... Um, it, what I, it, with that, what's silent in my head, what I always hear silently is uh, because I'm right. Yes. That's the, that's the line that says, yes, I'm disengaging because I'm right and you're wrong. Well, and, and yeah, absolutely. Your term spiritual bypass certainly comes into play. Um, you know, not, no disrespect intended. When I think about God plus me as a majority, well, in that, in that case, God plus me equals I win. Right. <laughs> and that's the spiritual, you know, that's the spiritual card that we're pulling and playing. And uh, that's not reasonable and that's not fair to anybody. Exactly. So, well, good. And so it sounds like this isn't a program um, of here, go do this. It is not. Uh, I saw recently uh, a, another post where someone asked uh, why why someone would you know why wouldn't you take a class from this organ this and once one person's response was from my perspective every class begins with a percep with a base perception that the student is empty and can only be filled by the instructor mm. and that hit me as wow you're really right here yes. 99% of education on all facets, 99. Uh, all right. Now remember folks, 85% of all statistics are made up on the spot by the person that is speaking <laughs> simply to prove the point they're making. So 99% of all education, it's designed around telling you what to believe and telling yeah. you how to act. I see this differently. Well, thank you. And, and again, that is the intention. Uh, there is no forced outcome. There is no, this is the desired way we want people to behave or think or act going forward. It truly is a facilitation and a facilitation guide. Uh, that's why it's available, you know, to virtually anybody. Uh, you can use it. You can use all of it. You can use some of it. You can use, you know, two questions. 
uh, whatever serves the greater good, whatever serves the conversation. So let's convene. Let's talk about the topic. You know, Robert, in the the workshop that you and I were in together on uh, gun responsibility, I loved the person who was actually in the community for for the first time. He said, I saw this and I came and I wanted to be a part of this conversation. And he felt like one of those people that you were describing at the talk at at your, you know, at the top of the, the, this segment where he was saying, I'm a retired police officer. I served for 38 years. I had a gun by my side. I am a gun owner and I am a spiritual person. I don't know where I fit. I I bless him. I love him. I honor him. He absolutely has to be at the table. Uh, He has so much for me to learn. I don't profess to have, you know, any, any ounce of knowledge that he has from all of his life experience. So, you know, I'm a firm believer in we're all teachers and we're all learners. And the, the whole process of our physical walk is teaching and learning. So, um, I, I try to be humble sometimes, like a number of ministers, I get out of my soapbox, and, uh, but then I also get to remind myself that I'm still uh, learning as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I learned so much from listening to his perspective and his wife's perspective, um, which were aligned and yet had unique facets to them. Her, yes. her perspective and his, they, it was really, it, it filled me to see a whole new and to hear a whole new perspective of the discussion. So. Well, and, and with that one couple, Robert, I mean, with, with him serving, um, you know, being a police officer for almost four decades and with her being a psychologist and psychiatrist who worked with the police department. So he had a unique perspective as a gun owner and as someone who used it as a tool, Uh, you know, it was by his side every day. And she had a unique perspective helping people who were the victims of gun violence. And, you know, uh, again, no disrespect intended, I would have loved to hear some of their conversations just between the two of them, right. given what, what he knew and what he had to do to save lives, including his own, yeah. and what she was called to do personally and professionally. And isn't spirit interesting in the way that spirit brought the two of them together to share their lives? Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it, it, that was an amazing afternoon. I'm going to encourage you folks listening, those listening to this podcast, if you have an opportunity, if you know of a community that is uh, working with the Spiritual Uplift Ministry Program through AGNT, go get involved. Drop in on, on one of the conversations. And I know you can learn more about all of this at the AGNT website. Is that a dot .org, uh, David? It's, uh, it's actually agnt.today. Yeah. All right. And we'll have all those links in the show notes for you folks. So you'll be able to find that stuff down below uh, and and all of that. So um, that's about the time we have for this part of our conversation today. We're going to talk a little bit more with Dr. David. For now, we're going to hear from another one of our sponsors and we'll be right back with you folks. This program is sponsored in part by Daily Spirit Callings. Sign up today and receive a fresh 
affirmation, inspiration, and call to action in your email inbox every morning. Daily Spirit Callings. Sign up today at spiritevolving.com. Hey, we're back, folks, with New Thought 2020 and Beyond. My guest today has been Reverend Dr. David Goldberg. He's the publisher and editor of the Science of Mind magazine. He sits uh, on the Leadership Council of the Association for Global New Thought. We've had a great and wonderful conversation. And, uh, you know, David, we we finished that last segment talking about a couple we met, and uh, the husband's a police officer. The wife is a psychologist within the police department. And it was a rich conversation around gun responsibility. So I want to remind everybody, one of the things I'm really excited about is we're not talking about gun control. We're not talking about taking people's guns away. We're not talking about, we're talking about responsibility. And I believe in, it's a shared responsibility. It's my responsibility to educate myself, to gain other perspectives. It's my responsibility to share that with my son, with my family, with those around me. Now, we're going to continue this conversation uh, as it is. Uh, my next episode is going to be also with a former police officer, a gentleman, uh, Reverend Jim Lockhart. He spent many, many years in the police uh, force, in the police world, and as an officer, and uh, along the way, found himself and his way to new thought and the science of mind philosophy as a minister living abroad over in France. We're going to have a great conversation with him next week. So I look forward to continuing this gun responsibility conversation there. So, but until then, uh, what I'd love to hear, Dr. David, share with us a little bit. What's the good news in your world? What's the exciting stuff you've got going on? What didn't we get to cover that uh, you'd like the listeners to know about before we wrap this up for today? Well, Robert, uh, thank you again for a great opportunity to engage in important conversation. I, I appreciate your work. I appreciate your work in the world. I'm looking forward to listening to uh, many more adventures through New Thought 2020, and uh, it, it, it's important, and thank you. Okay. Um, and to your question, you know, next week I will be celebrating my seventh anniversary as the publisher of Guide for Spiritual Living, Science of Mind magazine. So congratulations. That's bless you. And I'm really clear it's not me. It is uh, the one power, the one presence that's doing the work. And I just try to show up when I can. (laughs) It's an extraordinary team. Uh, We are just one part of the international organization that is Centers for Spiritual Living. So we continue to support people who read the magazine. We know that three out of four of our readers don't belong to a church or a center. So the magazine is their spiritual community. We try to give them as many points of entry as we can. We know that so many people love and appreciate the daily guides. Lots of folks resonate with Eugene Holden and the personal affirmation. Many people prefer science and spirituality. Uh, And then all of our different features every month. So we try to meet people wherever they are on their journey, whatever uh, supports them. So, you know, it's a joy and an honor to be able to create a spiritual textbook of more than 100 pages every month. Um, And so if people are interested... 
we would invite you to our website, scienceofmind.com. There are expansions of stories from the magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine. You can subscribe to our free bi-monthly newsletter that just lands in your email box twice a month. Um, there's, it's just so rich, and we're constantly evolving and upgrading and so on and so forth. So, you know, you and I were speaking a bit when we were offline about now we're in the second week in April. Uh, the, May mail, uh, the May magazine just arrived in my mailbox at home yesterday. Hmm. We're going to press with the June issue uh, this week. We're starting to work on July. We're thinking on our, about our December mailing. So sometimes it's a balance, trying to stay in the right here and the right now. Um, but it's an honor that we take uh, seriously, <clears throat> excuse me, by way of supporting the tens of thousands of readers um, of Science of Mind magazine and the followers of Religious Science and New Thought. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, yes. And again, th- uh, as you were sharing that, I reflected that um, I remember the di- I remember the day I learned that you had uh, that you got this job. I remember the day that you you were announced as the new editor, and and my, I remember my immediate thought, my immediate response was, "Oh, that's really a good move. He's <laughs> going to do a really, really good job with this." So. Well, you're kind, Robert, and as I say, it's an amazing team with Holly Sharp, our associate editor and creative genius, yeah. uh, Tony Lobato, our advertising sales coordinator. And uh, Carrie Johnson, who's a religious science practitioner and takes care of all of our administrative and business functions. Um, Yeah, a a wonderful team that I have the joy of serving with. I I was just going to say, just by way of another resource, if folks are interested in more of my work, um, as you shared, my PhD is the intersection of leadership and spirituality. And uh, I have my dissertation available for free. You can take a look at it or download it at my website, which is drdavidsgoldberg.com. So. Beautiful. And I'll have links to all those things in the show notes as well, folks. So if you didn't quite catch that, uh, we'll make sure that you can get to Dr. David's website and the science of mind. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes do tend a little bit towards hyperbole, but I would have to say, in my opinion, uh, a guide for spiritual living science of my magazine is probably the most highly conscious group of people working on a, a magazine that I've ever seen that I've known of. Well, you're kind, and uh, yes, thank you. People can subscribe online. Uh, Please do look for us in Barnes & Noble uh, across the country and ask the manager. Even if you find it yourself, please ask the manager because it's up to each individual store manager how many copies of the magazine they order. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Perfect. All righty. Well, thank you again. I'm so grateful you were with us today. I really do hope that you'll come back again and again, and we'll continue with some of the other modules on uh, the social uplift ministry as they come forward. But for today, folks, I think that's about all the time I have, and I know it's all the time Dr. David has uh, a very, very busy man out in the world. He's out there doing the hard work, doing the important work of creating a world that works for everyone. I invite you into that as well. Join us again here on New Thought 2020 and beyond. We'll be discussing and exploring the social and political issues of our day from a higher consciousness with great guests and great commentary. So I look forward to speaking with you again, sharing with you again. Until that time, go forth and prosper. Peace and blessings all. 
On behalf of everyone that contributed to today's episode, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating in the discussion. And thank you for being part of the consciousness that shapes the future of our political and social discussions. Learn more at newthought2020.org. That's newthought2020.org. And please invite your friends to listen to the podcast, newthought2020.org. Until next time, peace and blessings, go forth and prosper.